elf. <laughs> okay. Uh, to show up. Yeah, um, do we do we know if ago. anyone else is showing up right now? Because I'm learning, especially after hanging down on the southern, um, the what's it called, the the Sticky Paws, uh, Vegas Access Studios. Uh, podcasters are never on time. Why like, is that? I I don't know. I think there's an element of the artist um, angle, like people who are artists tend not to understand time or punctuality. Um, and so there's a little bit of, of crossover between an artist and a podcaster. Uh, but I have been in radio before and there was no messing around. Like you were, you had to be there at, you know, the top of the hour, your breaks were hard breaks. You couldn't, you couldn't do a soft break. That drives me effing crazy, man. Time I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a, an artist type thing. I think it's just something that's happened to society. I don't it's think anybody, a, any, I don't think anybody respects each other's time anymore. You know, like, no, it, I, I grew up in a time where it was, you're, you're 15 minutes earlier. You're late. Yeah. Time yep. is valuable. Yep. It's just, you, know, you don't, you don't, late. yeah. It's a, it's a resource you don't ever get back. You're helping right. in, in time. So you don't waste it. And this is why women are never on time. No, I have a just different theory about it. that. I have a different theory. I think uh, women and some men do not realize they're mortal. They think they're immortal and will live forever. And so that, therefore time has no value. So they, cause they'll just live forever. So whereas you are acutely aware, you're going to die and you'd like to pack some things. And a woman can look at a shoe sense. rack for days on end asking you the most mundane, stupid. Well, do you like these shoes or these shoes? Do you like you this think, shirt or this shirt? That, you think that has to do with the fact that, um, Time's a resource that they don't have to like waste because all the other stuff they get kind of comes to them free from other yeah, places. Oh no, there, there's, so they don't I have mean, to put I'm, in the time and the effort, and they don't understand that you have to work hard to like grow food and things. It's not just automatic. Maybe. I'm I'm obviously being tongue in cheek about the oh you're gonna live forever. Uh, but yes, the the effect of where things are just given to you because people want to have sex with you. Uh, has a dramatic and numerous amounts of effects, one of which would be a lack of urgency or hustle because you haven't had to go and like, oh, geez, there's only 10 hours of sunlight today. We got to go tend the crops. Whereas if you're some debut debutante um, was uh, a scarlet, whatever her name was and gone with the wind, like she says, oh, no, the slaves do that. And the men do all the other things. And like, oh, my God, I guess I, I mean, yeah, think about it. Like you, when you were a kid, you had all the time in the world. Cappy, that, that time thing that, that I'm going to live forever is a real factor. It's not just tongue in cheek. I mean, I lived it myself and pretty much felt that way all the time until I plugged that grounded component onto 12,000 volts and ripped all the skin off my hands and face. And then I realized, hmm, maybe I can die too. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, it's, it's a hard lesson that some people never learn until they face that. Yeah. Well, and it, it's really tragic. I know this isn't on the, I'm, I'm waiting for everyone who was in the military to get here on time. Um, <laughs> I won't mention who. Uh, it's kind of tragic because I it, it really lessens the quality of individuals' lives because they waste it and the quality of lives that of other people you could have theori theoretically enjoyed had they had hustle and, and done something with their lives. And then here they are at 65 years old and their life is, well, I collect social security and, and, you know, I guess, you know, watching the TV is the greatest thing in my life and everyone's fat and I don't have sex with my wife anymore. And it's like, dude, it's over. Like there's no extra innings. You don't go into overtime. It's done. 
And, um, you know, people think I'm erratic. People think I'm <clears throat> um, impatient, and I am. But this patience is a, a virtue bullshit? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, I have shit to do. And when I'm done with you guys here, I'm going to go and hike, and then I'm going to go and have a cigar. I mean, it, it's like tickety-tock, tickety-tock. Yeah. Hey, Tom Selleck, Magnum P.I., what's up, man? Hey. Oh, wait, wrong reference. <laughs> That's not well. That's fine. I don't know. I was keep going, keep going. No, that's all. We're we're just we're just waiting for all the people. But now that you're here, I need at least one one deep philosopher uh, with an IQ of two hundred and seventy. And so now that you're here, we can uh, we go ahead. And it's begin. like you know my button. It's like you're my wife. You know my buttons, and you just push them because it's fun. It is. <laughs> I don't like it. it. Hey, did you inject it that video I did for you guys about uh, U.S. geography? My Discord sent a thumbnail, and you called me a dope in a thumbnail. That was pretty adorable, too. And you put him in a Santa hat, so he came off worse than me. I looked great. What's wrong you with my look Santa hat? Yeah. You look like a meth head. I'm just saying. Ow! Because <laughs> you were all, like, sad looking. How do you wear a Santa hat looking sad? Santa's the happiest man on Earth. Even Cole Santa, whatever you guys celebrate in Nether Dutch or whatever you're from. Uh, Peter? Oh. Black Peter? Yeah, that's, that's the one. The one. Yeah. Black That's Peter, what? he freed the Germans from the, the salted herrings. <laughs> huh? I mean, Ryan's associated with him. His prime minister likes to dress up like him. Ah, That's right. my prime minister. <laughs> oh, is that so? Unfortunately, <laughs> he is. That's some Illuminati lizard people. You take off oh, his skin, there's a lizard under there. Just like V. I need to get the fancy powder. There's an 80s reference cap. Ryan's just so Brand much into his Magnum P.I. persona that everything that is not like in a warm climate Magnum is now... P. Did you know Magnum? Was uh, an ex naval vet, or it was a yes, naval he was. Vet. Yeah, oh. he was an officer, but still good enough. Still counts. Did you did it's you know Magnum PI uh... was started off as technically to be a very serious uh, PI show because like he was infiltrating the Navy base to like expose corruption and all that. Like the first couple episodes of Magnum PI were not like him and TC and Rick having good old times pissing off um, the British dude. Uh, yeah. It was it was like he was exposing colonels and corruption and murders and all that. And then it just became a more lighthearted show. Yeah, Tom oh, Selleck was work. this close to playing James Bond. That's what really? I heard. Indiana Jones, not James Bond. He uh, Tom Selleck's son played volleyball at IPFW <laughs> in Fort Wayne. And sometimes he would be in town and you could meet him. Pretty nice. cool. <laughs> hey, before we get Mustache's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love those. Mustache. It was My just girl tried to. She says she wants to buy those now. We're going cycling now. She's training for a ride to conquer cancer, and she wants me to get a set of those. I call them mm. the Bret Hart's. So I'm looking at that thumbnail, and I got that man. He's kind of right. Did you really have to take that frame, Cap? Yes, I had to oh take that frame. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I. Oh yeah. You search like, Jack Napier, you get you get the Joker. You don't get your face. So I have to do like Red Evening, Jack. That I, and then inevitably, I got to go to one of your videos. I'm like, oh, here's one where he looks like a real douche. And I'm like, oh, oh. I'll screen capture that. And then put oh, I'll, get, I'll get you for this. I'll get you for this, Cappy. Clary's putting some effort into his videos now. It's so impressive. Who, me? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you're oh, looking up thumbnails. Oh, you're doing what? basic Photoshopping. Dang. I'm glad we're having such a mirthful discussion when we're going to talk about suicide later on. But yeah. uh, next, sure. you're going to have like the two camera points like Coach Red Pill used to do I, when he was stealing. Ryan, I have such a dark I, joke a about one. this. Yeah. I think I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Ryan, no. I'm so glad you're sitting down right now because I have used Thor's Amazon affiliate link to purchase a whole new camera setup. That is really? going to be shipped. Yes, I'm getting. I'm. I'm going up to the DSLR 
with the oh. uh, video capture uh, device, the Elgato thing. Yep. Um, well, uh, and Thor, you obviously have, uh, you know, because you got a real pro setup over there. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, dropped uh, almost a thousand dollars on equipment. Yeah, it, oh, it, it and hurt. now you have to You could have got these Macos for like two hundred a pop. DSLR webcams, the Macos four K sixty FPS. So yeah, I did a. That is available. I, I swapped to an iPhone twelve. Believe it or not, from my hmm. SLR. Easier. That way, I don't have to deal with no. an Elgato anymore. Look who we got here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on Echo? It's not me. Oh, is it me? Hang on, sorry. Hey. Hello, sir. What's, Did you what's, listen what's to new the... in the adventures of the drugged up cucksmurf? <laughs> <laughs> drugged up cucksmurf. That's pretty what good. What have, That's what have I become? <laughs> of all the people to be giving Mr. Basically, twenty-five years of moral finger wagging of all the people. Twenty years, twenty years of this horse shit, and now I got to deal with a blue-haired guy. I thought a cuck beard was bad enough. Now we have a cuck smurf. (laughs) What? What are we talking about? Some like SJW with blue hair? He doesn't know. Close enough, Cap. Close enough. Blue haired cup. I'll tell you what's funny is every time I every, like people don't know this, but like whenever I go to Vegas, I have to drop the Camaro off with <laughs> with with Aaron because like he's the only one I know with a garage. <laughs> so uh, so we always talk some good shit like coming and going from the airport, and it's like it's like educating you. Like it's like here's your weekly update on all the bullshit that's going on in the sphere, and he's just like looks at this with like such like new eyes, like what the fuck are you even involving yourself in? all this for well it's it's a lot like it's a lot like i hear like this i'm walking i'm walking in you know downtown or something like there's this nightclub but it's really happening and i and just to i open the door see what's going on and your guys is like uh internet manosphere drama world i'm like oh fuck this shit no and then i go to like a jazz club or a cafe i go hike in the desert but i know it is entertaining though i love i love how everyone oh man last week thursday show was just uh that was mm. Chef's kiss. <laughs> People were asking. Speaking you know, of I the was... topic of uh, suicide. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, please. I went over the edge on that uh, episode. I just, I just want people to kill me after that show. <laughs> <laughs> I want to kill myself. I want somebody to kill me because <laughs> I'm too tired. I'm too exhausted after the bullshit. No, I, I'll tell you the other thing that was funny is like I um I hadn't like I was wearing my Slayer shirt and I had my 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 uh, compression sleeve on and people were like, "What's he trying to do? Did some sort of like new fashion statement? Who does this guy think he is?" This is why I did it, ass hat, right oh, here, so you can. I don't know if you can see that. It was doctor's orders. I wasn't trying to make a fashion statement, you fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, but that's the problem. You're a rock star. Yeah, I know. Maybe what I happened? should just leave it on. Should I just do it? Just keep it going? Yeah, why Did not? Did the snowmobile catch fire again? I tried to no, no. Actually, quads and barbed wire don't mix. Oh, that's what oh. I'm saying. Well, they don't. You would think a man who qualifies for senior living would know that. Like, you'd be exactly. like, a little bit more dangerous. dangerous my but... business. <laughs> <laughs> Got to learn those hard lessons all over again. Well, you know, I couldn't go a week, you know, after a birthday without trying to go and kill myself again. It's kind of <laughs> funny when I pick up Roll at the airport and drive him to his Camaro. We always go past the senior living, like, hey, look, hey, look. At right over there. Yeah. Look, you can get a coupon. One want to be senior, the other real senior, too, right? Yeah. Like, how many guys in the red pill were talking about saving lives, and then like 
when the red pill the red pill engages with us this is the nonsense they bring to our doorstep they care more about Rolo wearing like sleeves or a gator or I I don't I consider spurs. that the pop no that's the paparazzi and the percentage of of spurgs in the population that have you checked the numbers of viewership to, though of what this stuff gets way more views that you can have like a twenty seven part series that could take a guy from zero percent and hero to one hundred percent I'm gonna live forever with my supermodel wife and right. Smurf shit will get ten times as many views yep no question. Yeah. So well, because like most people, like most, most, because these people are they're 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 looking for somebody to tell them that they're they're right, what they're doing, what they think, their ego investments are okay. You know, you got a bunch of blue-haired losers listening to this blue-haired guy, being like, "Yeah, yeah, see, he is the right one. He's it's right. Okay Everybody else to let is your wrong. wife be railed by other men. Exactly. Just you know, they're trying to make themselves feel better. I never in situation it. rather than sucking it up and doing yeah, some hard like, work. For as much shit as everybody gave, I mean, it ruined, uh, what was it, um, Jack Murphy to go on that <laughs> show. One, like it, it wasn't even a, th- well, a 45 second clip, right? You yeah. know, fucking heartfelt, right? You know, like, <laughs> and he's done. He's over. Like, <laughs> but we're got, we got this other, we got this kid now who wants to be a, an authority in the manosphere with blue hair. I mean, literally, t- still is actively slutting out his wife and everything, and you, you know, know why, right? And and the biggest news to. in the manosphere is how Milo Yiannopoulos has been schooling him for it. I'm like, Milo Yiannopoulos is schooling Wait, Destiny, and we're not, but we're not going to listen to Jack Murphy. Right? Wait, I mean, is Destiny the guy with blue hair? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I've heard his name. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, just because I mentioned his name, you're going to summon summon him from whatever plane of existence. No, no on. cease and desist at the end of the cast this time. I promise. <laughs> I don't, don't do that to you again, is. Rolo. I don't even know who he is. But he already banned me, like on the Twitter, because he mentioned him. I'm like, well, who's this Destiny guy? Because he mentioned, and I can't see. So I'm like, okay, I, I I'm going to go back to hike out in the. He's desert. the foremost leading expert on the Manosphere right now. If you uh, go and make the rounds on all of the uh, entertainer channels right now, so yeah. What, what's the odd that these these uh, guys are government plants? Makes me want to. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. Seriously, no. like it, the government and the CIA and these guys have always been, always been messing with entertainment. They've always been pushing narratives. They're always trying to subvert everything. So if they mm-hmm. take this guy, they give him fake views, they give him a bunch of money, they tell him to say this ridiculous shit. And then how many guys is he recruiting to act just like him? Because it's easier. I can dye my hair blue and pop pills. And See, that, and be I, a I would agree with you. I would agree with you, Fitch, except um, I, I don't think it's as complex as that. <laughs> I don't think they have to pay him anything. <laughs> they just do it because they're, they're fucking idiots. <laughs> they'll, yeah, do it good they'll do it for free. Why would you pay them? <laughs> we're, we're actually going to touch on that because um, uh, part of the group that I think is at high risk for suicide are these posers. We'll, we'll kind of get into that. But let me uh, real quickly, because I know everyone's got uh, things to do, especially me. I want to thank Dr. Paradox for the $50 donation. Uh, that's all the nice time is money. We appreciate uh, articles. And nonstop trade two bucks. Cappy legacy will live forever at the Carlson school. So um, we have that. All right, let's, uh, let's get to this here. So uh, I had kind of an interesting thing happen to me last week. And that is someone I know from the, the blogging days of the red pill community manager or whatever you want to call it. Wow. I got a uh, notification that he was going to be taken off life support. And this man I know is not over the age of 40 or was, I should say. I also know 
when I first met this guy, he was also in the company rooming with another guy who was actually quite prominent in Red Pill. I'm not mentioning any of these people's names because I don't believe early death and all that uh, and suicide. Uh, <clears throat> there, there's no need to further shame or, or bring the light to these people. But this guy was rather prominent, had written books, and he also offed himself. Um, and then for those of you probably more familiar with my channel, we of course had Fred who was kind enough to do the actuarial work for the book of numbers. And I don't know if he looked in the abyss too long or whatever else, but he ended his life. And then what it started dawning on me is, um, and Ryan, I'd be curious if this is the same in, in the, the military, but when I work security for whatever reason, like if you got two or three suicides within your group, something's wrong. Because they measure suicides <clears throat> by, you know, incidents per 100,000. Yeah. And there were, in my uh, security team, I used to work at uh, the U of M, there was like three suicides by people I knew. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, what, what kind of environment or, or selection bias is there? And so it kind of dawned on me that <clears throat> whether you are a consumer of red pill content or especially if you are a producer – uh, there is an increased chance. I'm going to argue. It seems to be there's a, a significant increased chance in uh, suicide and, and depression, all that. And I want to kind of evaluate that with your guys's mind and see if I'm wrong or right, and if we could find out what the origins are. And so uh, I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, real quick, I did do <clears throat> some numbers here. Um, the I wanted to verify and get the the background on the environment that we're in. Suicide rates are up uh, for young people, especially women. It looks like 10 to 14 years old. Uh, I, I just doing this for background so people know I'm not BSing. So there's a, a general backdrop of suicide and depression going up here. So 10 to 14, <clears throat> the uh, rate per 100,000, thankfully, is 0.3. But that has gone up six times to 1.8. Uh, 15 to 24, these are women, went from 3 to 5.4, about an 80% increase. And from 25 to 44, from 5 to 7.2, uh, very much up for all women. Men, it's generally up in those categories as well. Thankfully, older people's suicide has kind of gone down since 2019. And then antidepressant use, uh, Rolo, you got that chart mm -hmm. with white women over the age of 45 realizing they made yeah, a horrific right. mistake. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, so depression is going up as well. And so uh, the, the thesis I have is, okay, in theory, the red pill should lower things like suicide, depression, anxiety, because it gives you truth. But in some cases, can it increase this risk? And so first, I want to get your guys' opinion on the on the backdrop here of the environment, suicide and depression. Uh, do you guys believe it's on the increase, which statistically is, but more importantly, why? Why would it be on the increase? And if for the multitude of reasons, no doubt it's no one, how much of it would you guys contribute to the sexes more or less abandoning one another? Mm -hmm. That's definitely a we'll part. <laughs> yeah, there's so many factors that play into it, I think. Um, broken families is a big part of it, I think. Growing up without two parents in a household, I think, uh, you know, kids aren't spending time with their parents at all. Like it's normal to drop your kid off at daycare and their kid's gone all day long and strangers are raising your kid. They're not in within your family unit spending time with the kid and raising the kids. So you have no idea what external factors are being placed onto those kids. 
Um, you have awful diet and nutrition. You have, yep. you have eight year olds pounding energy drinks, <laughs> you know, like seriously, like go to the gas station. Oh, and yeah, he, comes in and he grabs a giant energy. I wouldn't drink that. I would have a heart attack if I drank that thing. And he's, he's sucking on a 24 ounce energy drink. Um, so man, it's, it's, it's not a good situation for these kids growing up. I think today. Definitely multifactorial, I would think, for sure. You know, obesity rates are way up. If you're not healthy, you tend to get depressed. Hormone levels. You know, hormone levels, definitely. Uh, I mean, that's provable. And there's that affects your emotions, your way of thinking, all of those things. And then, of course, you know, you, you come into a little bit of red pill knowledge. And we know that just in our own group, there is kind of that those stages of uh, grief. Mm-hmm. We get unplugged, right? We all know that. There's that denial and isolation socially. And what is it? Is it anger, de- bargaining, depression, and then finally acceptance? Is that what, the way it goes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some guys just, they get stuck in that isolation and anger. I really think that. Uh, hence the black pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it feels good to feel intense emotions. Yeah, and know, then they so hard like the anger. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. I hear and see stories all the time of guys who got divorced and then they commit suicide sometimes in front of the ex-wives. I, I always hear people worry about, Oh, they took a red pill and they read this Rolo's work and then they did it. I never hear of an example of it. I always hear examples of people who didn't do this stuff. Now, granted it's a skewed study because there's not a lot of people who have actually read or done any of this stuff. So it might be worse technically, but I've seen no evidence of it. What I've seen evidence of is where guys reach that point of hopeless desperation with the right mix of uh, mental, uh, I don't even know what the word for it is, like mental depression, like the right level of, and what did you call it, Rolo? Mm. Uh, deaths of despair, that right level mm. of despair. Mm. Oh, hey, look at that. Yeah. What's that? I, I dug this one out because I I, I have people hit me up I, I daily in my emails and my my DMs and stuff. And uh, I don't I have a real tough time like posting stuff like this and reading what I'm about to read to you guys, because it sounds like I'm flexing mm-hmm. and the suicide is something I will. I don't want to flex about um, people know that I have a, a history with um, uh, people who have uh, off themselves, you know, deleted themselves. You can't even say the word on YouTube. Right. Especially, we can use it here I because I, I, I want to be serious yeah. about that. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I know you're not worried about it. You don't care about monetization. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, sometimes you can't even say certain words on YouTube. And it's like those words are very in, important words. We need to there's there's a power in words. We need to be able to define terms. And so the very fact that you can't even say the word suicide and mend suicide on um, on a the largest platform in the world. Uh, should speak volumes to people. So I get stuff like this. Um, I've got some stats and stuff as well that, because, uh, you know, we were talking about this on the on the ride to the airport. And um, so I, uh, I don't usually talk. The only time I actually talk about the story is when, um, when the topic of suicide comes up. And so the reason why I don't is, well, first of all, it's a personal story. And then second of all, it's like, it's one of those things where people want to give you a, a gotcha moment, right? So everybody knows that my, my brother-in-law committed suicide back in 2003. And uh, it was, that wasn't my defining red pill moment. Okay. I'm just going to throw that one out there because everybody goes, hey, when, Rolo, when did you get red pilled? 
it was like a process. It wasn't like there wasn't some sort of traumatic, you know, oh, my girlfriend left me. I'm going to go red pill. That, that it was over and over. It was like watching the seeing all the code in the Matrix, for lack of a better term. Um, but uh, there was a one moment in uh, March of 2003 where my brother-in-law um, ended up hanging himself. And there is a, a, a definite way that men um, go about uh, deleting themselves and women do. And I, I honest, quite honestly, after doing a lot of study and I it happened when I was in college and I was actually studying psychology, too. So um, I've had two close personal friends uh, off themselves and uh, in very graphic ways. So, for instance, my my brother in law ended up hanging himself uh, from a tree. And uh, I had another friend of mine who was a DJ and not like a DJ. I mean, like a DJ that's like uh, on a on a radio, an actual radio station, um, decided to swallow a bullet because he couldn't live without her. And that, I think, was the one of the things that sort of inspired um the chapter in my first book, which was about one-itis and the soulmate myth, and there is no one. And so when I see some like huckster like Matt Walsh talk, who wants to talk about how to find your soulmate, dude, you are essentially feeding into the source of, of, of angst and anxiety that guys will off themselves for. So anytime I see that, I will I will violently push against that stupid soulmate crap. Okay, because most guys will invest. Most guys are betas and they will invest themselves in one woman. And when that one woman pulls up stakes and she goes on, she moves on to whatever else you want to know why guys are so especially in the black pill community are so um, nihilistic or despondent is because they're essentially. Uh, going through the process of what my brother-in-law actually had to do, right? Which was find his soulmate, find the girl of his dreams and everything and, and put everything, all of his energy, all of his focus, all of his time, all of his money, all of his everything, do the right thing, right? And then, you know, she ends up taking up with a guy who's a millionaire and he gets, he, nobody, like he's very efficient about it. It wasn't about, it was very pragmatic. Nobody saw it coming. He wasn't emotional. He wasn't depressed or anything like that. Just one day we found him hung and that was it. And it was like, oh, well, were, were there signs there? Were, no, no. It was just a pragmatic decision. One plus one equals two. And so it's either delete yourself or rebuild yourself. And at that point, he's like, he'd done so much that he was like, all of this is for nothing. And I think that a lot of the deaths of despair from, by the way, the, the number one uh, age demographic for men uh, committing suicide is about 45 to 65 right now. I was going to ask, is that, is that triggered by divorce or men are eight, it's eight times, eight to 10 times more yeah. likely for men to kill themselves after a divorce than for women. Um, that's statistic. That is a statistical fact. Um, if they lose a job, they're like something like four to eight times more likely to off themselves after work, like within six months after losing that job, especially if it's a high status job, so the, well, job the, the more likely it is. Just just uh, to give that a little bit of background, it is such a an issue or it's a, a known issue about men in that age group getting divorced as part of our safety briefings. Mm -hmm. When we're having these crews work on power lines, that's very, very dangerous is to ask guys, are you having issues, you know, separations, they're actually encouraging guys to talk about it, to give them different responsibilities so they can keep their head in the game. That's mm -hmm. a part of it right yeah. now. And there's also, and correct me if I'm wrong for military guys. I know Brian, it's been a while since you were 
in the Navy. Mm. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I believe that in the military, they uh, have programs or whatever to watch for the signs for guys who are like going to off themselves because of things back home or if they're on deployment and suddenly their wife is like pregnant by some other dude that those are those are some pretty like obvious cues that maybe <laughs> maybe something's wrong right yeah um, there's policies and there's cya but i mean they're government run and i'll just leave it with that mm -hmm. most of the guys that get into those situations as long as they're still functional work everybody turns a blind eye to it because generally speaking nobody cares about the plight of men and i'm yeah. talking about co-workers too yeah if you're lucky you have some really good friends that you work with and they will reach out but if you're expecting the the system to help you no i wrote um preventive medicine my second book uh in 2015 and i dedicated it to the vets that were killing themselves and it was i, for, I believe it was 22 vets per day were, were killing themselves and so that's why i dedicated the book to that so the thing that gets me right now especially and and this is i, I think that a lot of people don't really understand the sort of the, the the length and depth and breadth of the red pill and this is part of the as far as i'm concerned it is you know if it's a men's issue it's a men's issue i um was presenting just some of these basic facts that i'm just giving to you guys right now on dr phil and they looked at me like i was speaking swahili like they had no earthly idea what the fuck i was talking about they, they had no i mean even doctor doctor dr phil had no idea what the stats were for male suicide and that it was that high four to five times. Well, it, it depends on whose stats you use anywhere from three and a half to five times as high for men as it is for women. He would look dumbfounded when I told him that I'm like, dude, you're a fucking psychologist and a doctor. You know, is this not in your wheel? <laughs> how am, how am I Rolla Tomasi on this show telling you those stats? Right. Hmm. But that's that's where we're at right now. So when when I get like, you know, we were joking around about like destiny and the rest of these you know, chills. But um, when it comes down to saving guys lives, no, I don't think anybody but the red pill is actually putting this stuff out there. Who else is doing it? Maybe maybe oh, no Richard, one else. No one else. Here's the thing is the people who are putting it out there, their solution, their solution is just like because they got to give you us. They got to tell you how to feel about right. it. Right? Yeah. So it's no. So what it is, is it's men's toxic masculinity. It's your fault. If you could be more like a woman, you wouldn't kill. You wouldn't put a gun to your head. Right. If you could just emote, well, no, you, you'd be cut across your feminine yeah. side. Well, but you would cut across the street and run down and whore for attention if you were a girl. That's yeah, exactly. So it becomes, uh, I think what's interesting about the, whenever I bring those stats up, even on Dr. Phil, right? When I, when I bring those stats up, people get because you can't argue with that. You can't argue with oh, that no, is That's qualitative data. That's not, that's not like or quantitative data. It's not self-reporting. Oh, because they're dead. You can't self-report. Okay. So you have to, you have to look at the, the hard number, the cold, hard numbers. And when you're, when people are presented with that, um, they have to find some way to sort of round that circle around that square. Right. You know, they have to um, uh, they have to find a way to to sort of explain away why guys are doing that because they don't because especially women and guys who align who are allies with feminists and, and women. They have to find some way to to justify that cognitive dissonance for themselves. They have to find a way. It's your fault. It's not women's fault. It's your fault. You're insecure. Those guys, they're just weak. It's a mental health issue. We need to do more for men's mental health. And you know what that amounts to? Going in and having female psychologists 
uh, yeah. turn you into a better woman because if you were a better woman and you talked about your feelings and you were more vulnerable and you had more friends and you weren't so lonely and then we're going to talk about the crisis of loneliness and they all want to blame it on on men's mentality and men's mental health and we need to do more for it but you can talk about that but you don't do jack shit by talking about it and the other thing is like men don't don't sort out their problems their emotionality the same way that women do and that i think is one of the, the highest contributing factors to men offing themselves is this expectation yeah. that the solution is to turn men into better women yep yeah going along those lines but it kind of it was indicative of what i was going to where there are multi-factors and, and, and many things causing this increase in suicide and depression among men. And I would also argue women, but I, I cannot help but think because of our genetics or history, because we're here to procreate and because the incidence of suicide is highest among after a, a woman divorces you or leaves you or something like that, that the number one driving factor, at least for men anyway, I think women couldn't care less, is the pursuit of women. And for men who are already married, the, the threat is very clear there. You get divorced, you get zeroed out. So that's your highest risk. I'm even saying the introducing to young men, uh, uh, teenage boys even, who are just hitting puberty, especially with the Internet sending the message that, whoa, here's a totally new dynamic. The girls are not that interested in you. I, I, I don't really think women are aware as to how devastating it is unconsciously to a young boy's mind or young man's mind where you tell them you don't need them. And already this environment, this message that we're sending them into is like, yeah, that thing that your genetics and biology is screaming at you to have, like in theory, the only real reason you're here. Yeah, that's off the table. So already they're going into a depressed uh, uphill uh, environment. That would lead, I, I think, to the increase of suicides that we see in the, the lower, younger ages, mm -hmm. uh, according to the statistics. But would you guys agree? I mean, it, it would almost say women are the pursuit thereof and the abandonment of each other is oh, yeah. at least a, a, a larger, that, a that larger and contributing factor. That and just thinking that you're just acting and feeling like a, a boy or a man feels you're evil. <laughs> Well, it's, it's a big part of it. Like, so I deal with this stuff uh, with the military a lot, right? Like I have a lot of people who um, make that, you know, that, that, uh, that decision, unfortunately. And how, how it usually goes is they get back from deployments, life kind of falls apart. They don't feel like they're valuable. And then of course the wife or girlfriend, you think she's sticking around? No, right? Like we know that women are opportunistic. So as soon as the guy loses his sense of value and she might stick it out for a while, she might try, but if he is not getting himself together, she eventually ends up leaving that relationship. And once that happens, it's usually the, it's usually a breakup or, you know, some sort of trouble where she's leaving or even worse cheating or whatever. And that's when the dude finally makes that choice. Almost every funeral I've been to, I, I want to say everyone to, to be real, there was some girl behind it in girl situation where it was falling apart. Now I'm not saying it's the girl's fault, right? But that is a key component to the equation because, you know, part of what makes us valuable as men is the ability to reproduce. And so if the person that you've invested in and invested your mental framework in to believe that that person validates your reproductive quality 
is leaving you or, 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 you know, breaking up with you, cheating, whatever. That's the ultimate sign in that guy's mind, unconsciously at least, that he has no value. And the reason why guys self-select is because of not feeling or having a sense of value. That's the main reason why. Because they've done this study even down to like cellular level stuff, but women are inherently value um, valuable because they can carry a baby, right? So they have a sense of value where they, where a woman doesn't feel valuable as if she doesn't have social value, right? Which is why like the solutions for, for um, this problem for, it, it tends to be geared towards women, which is all always talk to your friends, check on your buddy, you know, it, it all revolves around social support and emoting. So, which you guys are saying too, you know, Rolo is saying a lot about it. So well, I mean, I think yeah. there's, there's been a lot of talk lately about like how like male loneliness and like how men don't have as many personal friends. First of all, it's like they're saying 15% of guys self-report that they don't have like a close personal friend. I mean, that, but does that mean that 85% of guys do? I mean, still, we're still batting pretty well there. But um, the very fact that that is even a huge story right now is like it's it, it almost has to sort of set the stage or it has to set the atmosphere for what they're expecting, which is, well, when guys kill themselves, at least we can blame it on the fact that they don't go and make friends and they don't get out there and they don't yeah. really do enough for themselves. And I would, and I, I would and argue it, it has nothing to do well, with it. it I mean, it goes yeah. it, it goes back to what you were saying before yeah. is men's like sense of self-worth or value is based on their burden of performance. Right. Right. And women, I think, on a on a, a on some level of consciousness, uh, understand that. So it comes down to you don't measure up. Everything, every every excuse, every cope, every solution comes back to you're not performing well enough. And if you were, you wouldn't want to kill yourself. You wouldn't be lonely. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be with dick in hand. You wouldn't be an incel. Every single one of those comes back to one factor. You're not measuring up your, 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 your performance is lacking. That's what it comes back to. So even when a dude offs himself, it's because you toxic masculinity. You guys aren't taught to cry enough. You're not vulnerable enough. You don't go seek mental health. It's all on you. It's all on you. It's all on you. It's all on you. That's all it comes down to. And there's never any insight or anything like, Hey, maybe we're contributing to an environment where this is happening. Right. right. That, what, that conversation never fucking happens at all. Uh, Meanwhile, guys are offing themselves at record rates. Well, let me ask this, because the uh, I, I let's look at it from more of a societal standpoint, not just the wascally womans divorcing their, their husbands. Society does not have <clears throat> any kind of support structure for men. In the olden days, it would have been work or the military, as Paul and Ryan are aware of. Uh, there were families, there was community <laughs> structure, religion, whatever else have you. But now it's almost as if society is you one, we're not going to invest in any kind of su support structure for men, especially now that they're kind of obsolete with white collar work technology and the welfare state. So you don't even need families no more. We don't need. I mean, we're literally told we don't need you. But instead of saying, OK, we've literally taken away their purpose and agency and reason and living in life. What should we we should probably ask the guys what I've never had anyone ask. Well, what do you want? It's always I got some 25 year old worthless quanta ha ha with her degree in psychology telling me what's wrong with me because I got a penis. And it's like, fuck you, lady. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, thankfully, I like myself too much to like be depressed about it and know this is all bullshit. 
But I can only imagine that there's no, I mean, yeah, there's suicide hotlines and resources and all that, but there's not an infrastructure or support system for men where it's like, okay, yeah, mm. you could be guys and our solution is not to turn you into girls. There's none. So I got to imagine that also contributes to, to the, the uh, well, futility and hope eliminated in our lifetime. I mean, we used to have some of those structures around. We had the men exclusive men's clubs that were driven mm. out of business. <clears throat> the ones that were nonprofits, you know, you used to have your male um, clubs that you go to the fraternity mm. of Eagles. And they've no all male spaces. Exactly. And and so it's kind of absent. And of course, men really attack male identity. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I noticed too is like, like my kids are are hyper not hyperactive, but they're little boys. They act like little boys. And they get in trouble for doing little boy stuff. I think it's hilarious. We get letters back from <laughs> teachers and stuff, yeah. and I'm cracking up. Like it's harmless goofing around stuff. But if they didn't have me around and they had like an overreactive mother. They, they would feel bad about themselves. They would or, always or be really. getting yelled at. They would always be getting in trouble. They would feel like there's something wrong with them. Well, a lot of times when you treat a human being like that, they're like, all right, screw it. I'm a bad person. I'm going to act like a bad person. And they just lean into it. And I think that could be part of what's going on. Well, I think it's not more enough than that male too, teachers, not enough male leadership. They're, yeah. they're spending all day long surrounded by women telling them oh, there's something wrong with you. There's something yeah. wrong with you. Why do you act like this? But like, here's the thing, because Rolo, you talk about deaths of despair and mm. zeroing out. A lot <laughs> of guys really don't understand. Up, I didn't make up that term, deaths right. of despair. That's somebody else. <laughs> no, no. Well, there's the zeroing out part. I wanted to get to that. Mm. So it's not, it's not that the wife leaves him and she doesn't want him anymore. That's not what causes a guy to commit suicide. It's right. not the divorce. It's not the losing your kids. Guys can deal with a lot. It's that he's built up his entire identity <laughs> right. around something like I'm a good father. I have a yep. perfect family and the church and all these people love me and I'm the pillar of the community. It's taken away his identity that causes these deaths of despair. Right. Well, same thing. So like, I'm firmly in belief that you're telling guys that you're broken, you're broken, you're broken. Well, it's horrible and it causes a lot of problems. I don't think that's the driver of the suicide thing because it still gives the guy an identity. It's mm -hmm. a horrible identity, but it's something. And it also explains why a lot of guys who are told to be like defective women and that fight so hard against it because it's not, you're not telling him to improve and he's like, no way, screw you. You're telling him your identity is wrong and it doesn't matter. And people will fight mm. tooth and nail to keep that. Yep. So the same oh, way yeah. as telling some dude who's like on a Bud Light commercial, you know, wink, wink that, Hey, <laughs> just go work out. You can have some friends act like, you know, a normal guy and enjoy yourself. They're taking that with the same level of, of, of despair that a married guy who thinks his whole church is on his side turns on yeah. him the moment his yep. wife starts putting him on blast on Twitter. Yep. Well, the most so really positive male. Yeah. That's why positive male identity is yeah, the that's... second part of yep. rule zero. Cause that's vital. Yeah. The most nefarious thing, the most nefarious thing really is to give somebody the wrong solutions. Do you know what I mean? Who's, who's yes. hopeless and in despair yes. already. Yes. And that's really the problem. Right, it. right. Yes. Yeah. Because these guys are being taught to do a bunch of things that aren't solving the problems. And the whole message is you're not good enough. Yep. You're not good enough. Yep. You're not good enough. Yep. And, and yep. then they give up eventually. Yes. You know? What I what I love, I get a kick out of it, is we're literally told we're not needed. We're told that if it's our problems, it's because we're not women. 
uh, absolutely no. We're, I, I also uh, am incredibly angry that we're now the cause of other people's problems because of Paycheck and a concept like that. And then, Rolo, you've seen this on, on the on the Internet plenty of times. Then you get Lawrence Summers and all these oh, these, these news people articles. We're we're all wiser. You know, seven million men not working like I don't, we don't get it. Right. men working. It's like you, there's no call. There's no reason you hate our guts. F off. Yeah, they're going to play. Video. So I, I always get a kick like they 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 punch you in your face. They they shit on your on your crotch. Which is you know what Vince and Jack do on Masculine Geeks, and then they wonder like, oh geez, why are you participating in society? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I I I love the uh, the analogy there uh, with you know guys are are looking for answers, right? I I've always said this like when um when people come to the Red Pill, it's not because we have billboards or we advertise. We say, hey guys, come over here, join, come we to the used to didn't have keys, you know, like no, no nobody does that. We don't advertise. People find us because they're looking for us. Yep. That's why. And I think that's probably one of the scariest aspects. You want to know why the FBI thinks we're like, you know, public enemy number one is because people look for us. We don't have to go out and recruit. There are people are are coming to see. They're looking for answers. They're wondering why the hell things are the way they are. They're wondering why guys are offering themselves. They're wondering why, you know, either they can't get laid or they can't, uh, you know, find a job or they can't do these things. And I'll tell you the the thing. I agree with you is that we got these guys who want to say I'm the solution. I'm the the way, the truth, and the light. You know, and so I'm. And one of the things that's I'm, I've been writing about this recently uh, on my Substack. Thank you very much, Ryan. <laughs> um, but uh, the uh, the idea that uh, no one's coming to save you, no one's coming to save you. Like that right there is. Uh, you want to talk about like appealing to that sort of despondency and that sort of desperation. Yeah. That's what that message appeals to. No one's coming to save you. So the only the only actual way to save yourself is to save yourself. You got to save yourself. Bootstraps, you know, get out there and go out there and be a man and and take responsibility and get out there and be, you know, get out there, be competitive and do all that. So no one's coming to save you. But we have this group of guys in this liminal order or this you know war room thing or this unity, you know, this academy, whatever the fuck it is. We got guys here who will save you. Really? Really? So you you know what that's the definition of? That's the definition of marketeering. You have a, you create the problem that you only have the unique solution to. And that's the problem. So people accuse me of saying, "Oh, Rollo, you're 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 uh, radicalizing these guys." I've I've been hearing that since the Sean the Dr. Sean T. Smith uh, uh the days, Ryan. Um, oh yeah. Classic. Yeah, or even you know who told me that first the first time? Jack Murphy. <laughs> Jack Murphy, you know, at the at the at the uh, at the patriarchs convention the 21 convention <laughs> analyze your wife's too. visits <laughs> yeah exactly it's, when i'm when i'm when you know, I'm who else is being this, radicalized i was uh in, yeah, and I'll, I'll i'll quit with this but like i got accused of accusing guys like alex from playing with fire or or a certain fat kid in brazil of uh, contributing yeah. to male suicide. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying you guys are putting the noose on their neck, but what you're doing is you're preventing these guys who are looking for this material, who want some answers to actually find something that might help them like keep the noose off their neck. But if you're going to go and say, roll is a liar, a scammer, fuck that guy. Here's why he's wrong. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you all the time. Then you're preventing guys who I can tell you, right. I just showed you one random, you know, thing from my DMS just a, a minute ago. 
guys will say, thank you for saving my life. Thank you for keeping it. I was, I was at a really dark place. I read your book and it sort of like made me realize that things aren't uh, the way that I thought that they were. I've changed my mind about myself. And instead of like offing myself on the day I said I was going to do it, now I've changed that date. Now my kids have a father as a result of that. I'm not saying that those guys are the ones who are responsible for men killing themselves, but I will say this, you are an obstacle to them getting the help that they need. If this is the help that they need. Yeah. Yeah. That's always going to occur. I mean, guys like you and Terrence pop, I mean, definitely are saving guys lives hundred percent. I've seen it, seen it in person. Well, I mean, you. I mean, so we, I mean, I know Cappy wants to talk about the guys that are within the red pill that have killed themselves. Like, um, was um, Tom? Who talk, yeah, Tom. Tom Torero, yeah. who, by the way, I have counsel in the past. Um, you know, off themselves. I mean, think about the people that Cappy knows who's who've off themselves as a result of this. Um, there have been just then not even suicide, just like people just died. You know, I know people like Pat Campbell, for Recklessly example. Recklessly driving. Yeah. Died. Well, man. Pat Campbell wasn't yeah. reckless. Kevin Samuels. You know. Kevin Samuels. Like, I mean, look at the people who have died in the manosphere, like sort of left their imprint on it, and then we move on, right? And, you know, Pat Campbell is a very significant impact on my life, right? But and he didn't kill himself, but, like, he's he's gone now. Yeah. So I just Bro, gotta... you and I are in the death zone now. Hmm. Yeah, probably some of us more than other guests on now. Hey, uh, hey Thor, can I, Thor, can I have your motorcycle and Rolla? Can I have your Camaro when you guys pass oh, away? Rolla has a Camaro. We need we need to have a death pact, though. Okay, so you can have the Camaro, but you have to delete my browser history. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to lower you the motorcycle so your feet touch, Captain. Well, let me let me focus while we're talking about Terrence Pop. I offered him to come on. On, and I wish I thought of it sooner, but he is doing Terrence Pop things, going up north and sighting his guns. Look at Pop. Pop keeps a track of the number of yes. people that he has saved his life. And I think he's up to 500 now, including his own. And you want to talk about a patron saint uh, of the Red Pill community for uh, fighting suicide and depression. That that guy is, yeah. has done more than all of us here. Um, <clears throat> I want to jump I, I, in and I'm back yeah. that up for a second because sure. him and I served in a unit, the same unit together. We actually have parallel career tracks. He's, um, and I don't interact with him very much. I've, I've, I've hung out with them and, you know, at a couple of funerals for guys that we both mutually knew, um, who interestingly you're talking about death, you know, but, um, some of them are for not so much the, the suicide thing, but for, you know, just more natural causes. But, um, I wanted to just back up what you're saying, you know, because he's, he is like, and he, he's a really, I don't know how to say it, but an incredible human being. Like he was a good NCO, like legendary status NCO man. Like he was, he was really good when he served. Like I'll back that up all day long. A lot of people have a lot of good experiences and things that they uh, to say about him. Mine were limited because he was, he, he moved to a different unit when I was in that unit. And then we just, you know what I mean? But so we almost, we like, we crossed paths, but like barely, but yeah, man, the guy was, uh, you know, a professional level bo- boxer, used to box people <laughs> like they used to run, uh, you know, overseas. They used to do like a uh, little boxing clubs and kick everybody's ass. You know, it, it's, it's, he, he was w- well known for mentoring guys and getting guys 
off that ledge too, and helping guys protect their careers from a system that sometimes, you know, can be administratively violent towards dudes and not, you know, not care about them. And so like he, he's been, been just landmark in that kind of stuff. And I just wanted to say that like everything you're saying, it parallels how his military career was It parallels. So the guy is a lot of a good, he does a lot of good work, whether people agree with like some of his opinions or not, doesn't matter. You know what I mean? The guy's a good right. guy and he does good work. Man. Well, he, he's Great. also a hero in another regard. I mean, his military career is, distinguish unto itself but he came back from suicide yeah have you guys ever watched his original video like the first one that blake helped him out with yes. and then he decided that yeah. it gave him inspiration to kind of live because it was fun making the video and now <laughs> yeah, we have him. his therapy was sitting there with their whiteboard right right it it, yeah. it it and for him like if you're at a suicidal place where like life is a that is a hard place to get out of and he so he's walked the walk and i you know obviously then he's more experienced and an expert at helping people walk backwards from that ledge. And so that, that is a, a hell of a hurdle uh, that, and here he is that that's what his life is now where he doesn't have to do that. He could take his pension and his, his uh, disability uh, that, that all the American guys get. And he could just, uh, you know, fish or go hunt or sighting guns, which he's doing today. Uh, <laughs> but no, he chooses to help out. And, but, and that's, that's the point I was going to make with pop, um, us here, Paul, your your consult, and I've linked. By the way, I've linked down below to Paul's Apex Mindset. There's, Thanks, I'm man. also, I'm also linking to down below is Dr. David Maloney, uh, mm-hmm. histherapist.com for any of you that that need a resource. But in terms of works, podcasting, YouTubing, everything every guy has done here, I would absolutely argue. You couldn't convince me otherwise that the red pill has net saved lives. Like there is no doubt in my mind that we have definitely saved lives, and, it, and it's a force for good. I'm more kind of curious about these sub segments of people within the red pill community uh, that just seem to not be able to handle the red pill or look at the abyss or uh, uh, Terrera or whatever. You live this fake lifestyle. Let's go into that. Is there any sub segments within it where the red pill would normally help you uh, not commit suicide? And then that these people, it ends up, I don't know, making them depressed or just oh, yeah. admiring well, it or whatever. If you, follow, if you follow the advice of the smashed can to assholes and you start banging <laughs> trannies, yeah, you might, you might, uh, you might want to off yourself. I'm yeah, I probably want to off myself if I was doing that. Banging Pulling trannies. no punches today. You know what it is though. Like so, pick up lives, the, uh, yeah. So pick up, and I and I understand. I'm an advocate for for pickup skills. I teach them myself. The guys who do a really good job at it, I support them. I got, you know, um, my my camera guy out in Toronto is uh, linked up with a guy named Justin Marks, who's an incredibly good pickup artist, and he does a really good job with his clients. Um, here's the thing, though. The problem is, is that they're making women their mental point of origin. And so they're once – and also their relationship management skills aren't good either. And most of these guys at some point wants to try to maintain a relationship. And so they kind of get into this arrogance where they think because I can get women, you know, get women to sleep with me, a certain subset of women, let's be real, right? A certain subset of women going to the, the hot clubs, ones. Yeah. The, the hot the ones, ones. <laughs> but really though, the, the, the available high notch count ones, right. That they think, Just well, women. <laughs> no man, I hate that whole that whole like low quality woman, the ones that want sex. That's every woman. 
Mm. I hate all how these guys quality. think they're Ryan? like Morlocks and Eloys. Right. Yeah, I, I agree there. there. They're all low quality women. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's um, but it it's uh, there, there's it's, it's still a certain subset of women, dude. Like, I'm sorry, they're not all. Well, yeah, same. ones that want to have sex. Yeah, the ones that <laughs> yeah. aren't happily in relationships. The ones yeah, that are there, underage and there, can't there get are, into the bars. There are women with yes. lower. There are certain women with with less personal values and principles than others. Like there are some that are more inclined to cheat, for example, than others. Even yes, though we there know are they're all heads. susceptible to cheat. There are crackheads. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. So you know, the they're not all the same. Vegas. Right? Okay, let's go. Keep going. But, 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 anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I mean these uh the pickup artists they get into that thing where they think picking up on women is the pan- uh, you know the panacea of of what's going to solve all their problems in life. Right. And then they get into relationships those fail. They start to feel like they're low value for other reasons. You know what I mean? And cause they're not producing anything. They're just getting another girl to sleep with them. And eventually they get caught up into all that. I mean, we see it with mystery. We see it with Terrero. Mm-hmm. We see it with a lot of pickup guys. Might they, I they get interact real quick about yeah. Terrero that the cause of everything is still unknown, but was very, co- um, was very, very close to the hit piece being released on him and that was a brutal hit piece he was done it's it's not i'm not saying here that that was the reason i'm just saying the the judges are still out like what really happened because he had been retired for a couple of Mm -hmm. years Um, go ahead go ahead jack you finish that thought he had been retired for a couple of years like uh, he stopped making content stuff like that and he he'd been somewhere in the alps i believe being a ski instructor somewhere last time i heard but that hit piece dropped. Stuff went bad. It's a catalyst. And one thing led to another. Yes, yeah, it was a catalyst. So uh, uh, another. Whenever I see a high-profile suicide, uh, I always I always compare it to like what's going on. What happened with my brother-in-law back in two thousand three, right? So when Anthony Bourdain hung himself, um, I um, I kind of I, I did a, a series of shows with Pat Campbell back then because I think it was like twenty eighteen when that happened. And, um, and so I, I saw a lot of similarities between that because when guy like Anthony Bourdain had everything going for him, right? I mean, he had, he had a, a hit TV show. He had more, had all kinds of money. Um, and so people are just dumbfounded as to why a guy who is as famous and as like you know, ostensibly alpha as Anthony Bourdain would off himself. And if you were uh, in the documentaries that were made later and in the stories that were told after, like the official stories came out during that time, people just simply didn't want the blame to fall on Asia Argento, who was his girlfriend at the time, who had been seen and photographed by paparazzi in Italy with a like 28, 29 year old boy toy that she was with. And I think she was in her mid 40s at that time. And of course, Anthony Bourdain, I think, is like in his like early 60s at that time. And uh, so he was very, very serious and very, you know, head over heels in love with Asia Argento, of all people. And this was during the Me Too time era when when uh, she was part of that with Rose McGowan and the rest of that shit and the, the Harvey Weinstein stuff that was going on. And all it took was some shots of her gallivanting around Italy with this guy. And a matter of fact, she went up to the photographer who she saw photographing them and said, please don't release these photos because it will really hurt, you know, Anthony Bourdain. When those photos went public, the paparazzi said, fuck that. We're going to go, you know, put these out. That was the catalyst that put the noose around Anthony Bourdain's neck. Why? 
because his his mindset was still very much blue pill. You say, oh, well, he was an alpha Rolo. He had millions of dollars. He had a hit TV show. He had fame. He's a tall guy. He's not a bad looking dude for 63, four, whatever he was at the time. And could have probably got with other women but that's the that's the problem it's not it's not the fact that he could get that it's because his headset his mindset was still very much programmed by the blue pill by these romantic ideals that he thought could be realized in a, in a skank like Asia Argento okay so that what did she put the noose around his neck no but she was the catalyst for him to do it himself and that was the story that Everyone wanted to avoid, including Rose McGowan, including Asia Argento, because they knew that that was she knew that that would like crush his soul and probably push him to the push him to the brink, which it did. And so in the then, of course, what happens is they do everything in the aftermath to avoid the fact and say she she didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't her. She, she you know just because she's fucking this guy in, in Italy that doesn't mean that like that you know she was the cause of his death, right? They just scrambled in every article on Huffington Post, in the Atlantic, in all of the uh, articles that were being written at that time. They all wanted to absolve her of any complicity or whatever in the fact that she that what she was doing. I didn't say she did it, but she prompted her actions prompted him to go. Why am I doing this anymore? What's well, life's not worth living if I can't have that romantic ideal, that soulmate, that one girl for me who's Asia Argento of all people. But he used to wear his anybody who knew him knew he wore his heart on his sleeve. He was very uh, that's he was very blue pill beta when it came to women. He was very alpha in his business and, and all the stuff that he did. But when it came to women, he his his mindset, his headset was completely the opposite way. And that's what led to his death. And so when the, the, the number one thing everybody wanted to do is to sub- absolve her of any complicity and all of that. But yet she, by her own actions, she knew that what she was doing would push him to the brink. Well, I would yeah. I would also say he's at fault in one way as mm-hmm. kind of these influencers and red pill posers. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's got his monkey gorilla avatar and follow me and I'll teach you how to get your peen touched and all that other stuff. <laughs> Okay. I feel attacked now. So, so, so Jack Murphy. <laughs> no, but like for example, Jack Murphy was living a lie. Uh, Jack Murphy was living a lie. Now, right. I I don't. He hasn't committed suicide. But if you ask me, is there an Career increased suicide. chance? Yes, because when you're living a lie, and and um, uh, Anthony Bourdain was where he thought that this girl wasn't banging other guys. Uh, Jack Murphy, like, oh yeah, I'm this alpha male with a crazy beard and i actually looked this guy up for once i peered into the nightclub i'm like oh that's jack murphy um there are other people i'm sorry i'm who, sorry Aaron. yeah there are other people <laughs> no, wh- which i don't i don't throw shade or mention names where they are hypocrites where they are living this lie mm-hmm. i think a lot of times just to prove it to themselves and then oh yeah yes. i'm gonna tell everybody how to make money and look at me bro and some people we have been mentioned already in this and <clears throat> you're kind of like that's the guy that's going to kill himself. That's the guy who is like beating his chest the most. And usually what it is, is they've had some kind of torment, some kind of failure in their lives, which everybody has. And instead of like going and becoming a lineman or an MMA fighter or a soldier or even a booze salesman or a banker, mm-hmm. this is all they got mm-hmm. is that I'm a red pill guy. There is no hero's journey. There is no um, – if you guys want a really great book to read, it's called Pushing Rubber Downhill. 
It's it's the hero's Adam journey. Yeah, Adam Piggott. And it's about how he's this complete pussy beta 18-year-old, rides a crotch rocket from Perth to Sydney for a girl. She doesn't pick up his <laughs> phone calls. And then how he ends up becoming this ski instructor, not ski instructor, uh, whitewater rafter entrepreneur. Just he becomes a real man. None of these, right. none of these people. The red pill is so tempting to give you immediate purpose and agency that you almost become kind of like a born again Christian, where there is that's, no core there. Yeah, I think that's the inherent problem in in the red pill is that it's not that it's popular. It's well, it's popular. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, it, yeah. Is because well, okay. So that's like the that's the amplification. Let's just say but the problem. Uh, that is being amplified because it's popular uh, is that it is some quick fix that it's like this. This is the this, it's very appealing to the TLDR generation, to the TikTok. I need 45. Se- I don't even need a minute. Give me 45 seconds or whatever the fuck you're going to do to entertain me and give me that dopamine hit. and Let me move on. Right. So um, the idea that there is some red pill or that these guys have some secret of game that's going to help me get laid and then it doesn't. And then you get an Elliot Rogers. Then you get a do um, you get a, a Manasian or whoever that like the, whoever the FBI is concerned is going to become this sort of like maniacal, you know, killer incel. Right. Uh, who are already OCD to begin with. But I mean, but the whole thing is that they wanted that quick fix. They wanted because that we live in the era of I can get instant food. I can get instant gratification. uh, Amazon brings me my shit. I can get Uber Eats. I can get a a car to go wherever I want to. I don't have to do jack shit. Just give it to me now and make it quick. That's what it's that dopamine hit uh, ideology of that dopamine hit sort of churn marketing that Twitter and and uh, and, uh, you know, uh, TikTok and and the real that's what appeals to that generation. So if you don't have a solution that happens within 45 fucking seconds, then you're a charlatan. And that's and yeah. why I call my, sorry, hold on, hold that thought real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's why I call my podcast a pod class now, because it's not something that you get, like there's no elevator pitch for the red pill. There's it's so multidimensional and there's so many different sort of fa- different facets to it that you can't just get it in five minutes and go, okay, now I'm red pill. I got red. We turn it into a verb who red pilled you brah. No, that's not the fucking red pill. That's not inner. That's not uh, understanding it. It takes time. It's like going from white belt to black belt. You had there's a, a series of steps that have to be taken along the way and you have to understand stuff. And maybe you only get to red belt. Maybe you only get to green, but whatever your belts are. Right. You only get to those those particular stages. But it's not some sort of quick fix that you take one. You watch one YouTube video and you understand the whole fucking thing. It's, you've got to actually apply the things you learn. Class, man, you have to you have to understand this shit and none of no one wants to put in that time or that effort and so the people who do and so what so what do they do ryan they fixate on you know she's not yours bro it's just your turn right or she'll they'll fixate on uh you know uh, they break rules for alphas and make rules for betas right they'll fix oh, it they have no idea what those terms, terms even mean they just throw right. them out like platitudes. well they'll fixate right. on i'm leaving the manosphere videos right and and that, no, that's this year. I'm behind it go ahead that's sorry. the new one but yeah. i was gonna say like yeah so the biggest what can be almost as damaging as being in a complete delusion is starting to take the red pill and then stopping because it's too either painful or, yep. you know, they just, they, they start. You don't to get to do that, that though, Paul. You don't get to do that. You don't get to plug yourself back into the matrix. You don't right. 
to go. I know that. And this is why it, 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 it fucks them up. <laughs> because what ends up happening, this is where you end up with. You can't take the glasses off the, 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 the they live glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or so then they end up with all these caps, you know, and they go, oh, well, you know, it's not yours, just your turn. And they, you know, they, they start acting weird around women. It's like a lot of them, it actually makes them worse in their relationships and stuff because they stop their development. I mean, the whole idea is that you see reality for what reality is, mm-hmm. and then you learn to deal with the reality in a healthy, positive way so you can live a good life. And they stop really wanting to see reality what it is, and they take like a left turn at Albuquerque, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. to use a Bugs Bunny reference. And now, and then they kind of, they, yeah, they kind of, yeah, they yeah, kind of yeah. pollute or, um, you know, get diluted on the message and they get like, mm-hmm. this is how you end up with, it's all about looks, bro. You know, like black. Yeah, they fixate like, on it because it's yeah. easier because it's, it's like easier. politics too. You just vote harder, man. That'll fix it. An easier solution. Vote harder. Right. <laughs> so real quick. Let me, let me, Thor had something to say. Let me get Thor right, in here. I had a question for, for the smarter guys on the panel. It seems to me that not only in the red pill, but outside of the red pill, when it comes to suicide, there's this loss of identity that is the real mm-hmm. catalyst here. Yep. Yeah. Where they've mm-hmm. overinvested, per se, into yep. this woman mm-hmm. or this family. And I can use an example outside of the red pill where I knew a man since childhood who had a wonderful wife, many, many children, but he ended up with a disease that was going to rob him of his ability to communicate. Mm-hmm. And that was a big part of his identity because he was very social, all that stuff. He ended up off himself rather than face that and change his identity to adapt. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted man. to get your guys' thought on that loss of identity because everybody that comes to this red pill Huge. has mm-hmm. a crushing blow to their set identity. That's what it is. And then they don't keep, keep continuing to learn the way objective reality is continue their development and rebuild their identity with a new reality right. in a healthy way. That's the problem. They, they, they end up having their ide- identity blown up and then they end up ego protecting and either trying to get their old identity back, which will never yes. come back no. or they go off on that left turn and they end up fixating on ideas or trying to reject it too. And that's the other thing. It's like, Oh, you know, someone commented earlier, you, you guys are keeping men in the anger phase or something like, that. no, <laughs> man, the, the anger phase it happens because guys stop their development. They just get pissed off can about I, things. Can I, can I comment on the anger phase there? Because yeah. uh, I forget who it was. It said something about the five stages of grief or whatever. I, I wrote it. It's actually in my first book. It's called the five stages of unplugging. And they follow those things. So the first one is denial. I think it was Thor. You said this. Uh, this uh, Denial and isolation, something like that. Yeah. The first one was uh, denial. Okay. So you're still plugged in, right? Like these game guys are a bunch of clowns. There's no way this works on women. Women aren't stupid. What a bunch of misogynists, right? Okay. You're just, you're just spending attention on uh, low quality women. That's where where a lot of these guys. Yeah. Or yeah, they'll come up with cope, right? That's where a lot of these guys who are personalities, who, who their livelihood is based on staying plugged in and keeping you plugged in they're still in that denial phase so you can give them like all kinds of empirical data and they will never accept it because their their livelihood depends on them not accepting it and staying in denial so number two is the anger phase which is what everybody likes to 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 throw at the red pill right so this is right post red pill okay so this is ridiculous why should i have to jump through all these hoops for women i just want to be myself why can't i have been a natural alpha 
a registered trademark. Uh, I blame my parents. <laughs> I always did that. Uh, I blame my parents, siblings, teachers, God, liberals, feminists, media, society, maybe uh, George Sedini, Anders Brevik, uh, James Holmes. Uh, I guess you could add uh, Elliot Rogers to this. Um, uh, wasn't so crazy. Uh, maybe they weren't so crazy after all, right? These guys are the in the anger phase. And I think what the, where people get hung up on the anger phase is that they think that the anger is directed towards women. It is not. It is directed towards themselves for believing the bullshit for as long as they have. That's where the, the, the anger generates itself from do some guys like redirect that out towards women absolutely but when we talk about mechanism when we talk yeah when we talk Mm -hmm. about the anger phase in the red pill it is not anger directed outward it's directed inward for having been so stupid to have not seen this sooner that's the number one reason i wrote uh preventive medicine because i had so many people saying Rolo, your first book is so groundbreaking. I wish I would have known this before I got married, before I got divorced, before I moved to the city, before I took this major in college, whatever it was. Right. I would have made different decisions had I had this. That's where the anger comes from. Mm -hmm. So stupid. Why did I make those decisions? Because women's nature and men's nature are actually like this. That's where the anger comes from. Then there's bargaining. Then there's depression. Then there's acceptance. (laughs) And so the bargaining, of course, is, well, maybe this does have some good points, but forget the girl. Hot girls are way out of my league. I'll give it a try if I can help give me around the bases with a plain Jane. Do I have to wear the fuzzy hat and the black nail polish? <laughs> there it is. Uh, depression, of course, is the bitter taste of the red pill, right? Wow, women are actually respond to this puffed up bullshit. Yes, they do. Uh, and guys spend big bucks on it and wind up with more ass than a toilet seat. And I just uh, joined up for this. The world is sad, and so am I. And then there's that, that's one of the biggest pushbacks. Any guy that I talk to about this stuff who hasn't hasn't been zeroed out, hasn't been red pill or whatever, like. Honestly, they, the, they will fight you so hard. You'll tell them stories about what you have been through and what guys you know have been through, and and they will just they won't believe you. They they yeah. could be friends that you've had for twenty years. They know who you are. They know you don't lie to them, and they will just eh, there's no way that, that works. That can't work. Those are just low quality women. That's Only just you got a broken you woman. On the first date. Yeah, no woman of value would ever do that. It's like. Well, the depression depression phase, I think, is more dangerous than the anger phase, honestly. And so then there's the acceptance phase, which is game awareness. Maybe this is the way things really work. I guess I should give I guess I should give up on uh, the gender relations mythology that I've been holding on to. Hey, what do you think of these negs I came up with? (laughs) And then there's there's the jaded phase, by the way, which is the the sixth phase. If you want to add it. And this is the MGTOW black pill phase where it's like, oh, fuck it. The juice ain't worth the squeeze. So, well, that's that's what I I would I guess we could call it the a higher group increase for. Uh, suicide and depression would be anywhere from the anger to the jaded phase. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, where they just mire in it. And Paul, you kind of said they take a left turn that's at Albuquerque. Best. I think, I think they just stay in Albuquerque. Yeah, that's, where that's it becomes, a lot of what it, it is. It just stays. Yeah, it, it becomes their new identity where it's like, okay, right. I was this hardworking whatever. I became an accountant. I worked hard. I got married. I had the kids. Now I'm divorced. She ran off with Tyrone or Chad or maybe John Fitch. And I un- I'm sympathetic where it's like, okay, you got to be depressed depleted angry pissed and all that and you just don't have the fuel in your tank to now go and form another uh rebuild a new life but the and this is the choice that people who take the red pill get to face you either build a new life based in the foundations of reality that are now been introduced to you or you can sit there 
admiring it. And I'm I'm probably one of the more um, MGTOWY, black pill type of guys because I'm a pessimist because I see the data and the numbers. And, oh, yeah, I enjoy seeing uh, – uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this guy called Taylor the Fiend. You yeah, think no. you think you think Better Bachelor is red meat? Holy cow! I'm like I love seeing women post their L's on the internet. I'll, I'll tune in and get a little crack candy going on. But then then there's there's a life outside of that. And so as a, as what I would warn to any man entering this, you can you cannot mire. That is going to depress you, and that is going to lead you to at minimum depression and an increased chance. And I think there's some of that where I, I would ha- I hate to speculate, but I'm guessing that's what Fred was because Fred never got out of it. He, you know, there, and there's other people, Lord knows, we don't know how many people off themselves. Uh, but I would even say some of the influencers that deep down inside, mm-hmm. instead of like, okay, we're constructively criticizing the intersexual dynamics between men and women to help younger men or other men uh, navigate this, this, this ocean here. But I myself in my personal life, well, one, I have one and I'm going to go into... Uh, the two guys that off themselves who were influencers, they had no lives. They were losers. And all they did was sit and mire. And so I think that's, that's another thing is like you have, this is a temporary train stop. This is a layover and you get back on the plane and get on and go on with your life. You never forget the lessons, but you move on and, and, and salvage the remaining half or hopefully two thirds of your life after you've been zeroed out. Yeah. It's optional. Too, you know, like a lot of I've noticed this. Everybody's always like, I know what's best for them. Part of me kind of says, like, if that's their decision, who are you to stand in their way? Mm-hmm. So I don't like the idea of everybody trying to take responsibility for this. Ultimately, it is somebody's personal responsibility how they want to go out. And it sounds tragic, but for some of these guys, maybe it's just really not worth it. Maybe they don't want to have to deal with the pain. Maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. And it's not anybody's business to try and talk them out of it. We can obviously. We want to make sure it's an informed decision. You want to make sure that if they if they're doing it at a desperation because they don't want to, but they don't see another way, absolutely. But you, everybody knows that one guy. You know the sixty-five year old, seventy year old guy. Wife died. He's been happy, and that six months later, he's like, "Nah, it's just not the same when I'm by myself." And mm. I kind of throw a little bit of respect to those kind of guys, even though it is a horrible thing to say. You know, I get that. Most no, guys aren't those guys, though. You know what I mean? Thank God for that too. Right. It's good. I mean, you bring up a good point. Maybe it's just simulation theory and they're saying, Hey, let's start this level over again. Mm. (laughs) It's just the whole thing is everybody seems to love taking responsibility or lack of responsibility for all this. And then the only thing that seems to get lost in is the individual guy. Girls are more worried about their reputation than their husband and the father of their kids that offed himself in front of her. You know, grifters are more worried about, well, I don't want this to stain my brand. And we're sitting here talking about it. And I mean, granted, we I'm hoping we're all coming from a better place. I'm assuming so. But, you know, I'm an asshole. So whatever. <laughs> I think let me let me let me throw it. Let me I'm going to ask a, a question I was asked a long time ago. Um, maybe you remember this conversation, Ryan, because I think you were there. But do you remember when Chauncey Smith was speaking at the 21 convention? I think it was a 2018 one. And I knew what you're talking about, really. <laughs> yeah, you know which one I'm talking about. Well, you know, uh, so, 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 Sean, and you know, God bless him, whatever. I, the only reason I don't have anything to do with Sean is because he kind of like did a backflip with Anthony Johnson. But I mean, if he, don't worry, we'll be here for you when you're when he screws you over. 
that right. um but the uh the he asked me this one question he says do you think that these guys like some of these guys are not ready to have the red pill like do you think that it would be damaging to them if they had this information if they understood this stuff because it's like it's the same question that was asked in the book the game by neil strauss was you know uh, it's like giving dynamite to children or uh, i think it was ross jeffries who said that do you think that this, i don't i don't these, think so like because i i try to raise my son to be damaged by it so if they have that information it will lead to like it be the catalyst again for them offing themselves because they can't cope with the fact that they're low value guys I would. I, I, I mean, I, I try to raise my sons to be red pill wear. You can't force it, but like, I'll I'll stop television shows. I'll stop movies. I'll pause them. I'm like, hey guys, this is BS. This isn't how it works. Like, men and women do not behave like this. This is a fantasy. You know, I try to contextualize things. Mm-hmm. They get homework back. I read through their homework. I make sure that you know there's there's no hitting messaging in there. I listen in when they're when they're listening to YouTube videos because there's little there's little stuff in there. Like it, it's subtle. There's subtle like brainwashing in everything yeah. and, you get a crush on a girl you tell them it's not it's just your turn bro no, she, <laughs> no but like no like shaming uh getting messaging shaming uh, being attracted to it was uh, it was like a eight-year-old or ten-year-old was attracted to an 18-year-old woman and they were shaming the kid in, in whatever video it was and i was like no nah, guys guys like i'm sorry but like all men even 10-year-old is going to be more attracted to the 18 and 24 year old it's just science don't don't ever feel bad about that. I, I always do. I had a hot babysitter. I wanted to bang her so bad, but I didn't even know what banging was. So at the so time. here's. I have, I have always been attracted to the same age group of women. I dated my babysitter later on. You life. bastard! Story I time. hate you, Paul. Story I hate time, you dude. so much, Paul. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I didn't have Come sex on. with her because I was bad with women. sourced her. I was a latchkey kid. What the hell's a babysitter? Oh, hey guys, hey, they have, they have rich people. They have have babysitters and and nannies. I got one. I got one other like point 15, to, 16 years old. I got one other point to throw out here too. Is so there's the our our people. Are, are we giving dynamite to children? Are we giving like these guys a red pill when they're not ready for it? Because I think honestly, I think Sean was right back then. Right? I mean, that's how you get the MGTOW community. That's how you get the black pill doomers. That's how you get these guys who are like really OCD radicalized guys does the red pill radicalized men yeah the ones who had ocd the ones who were already like fucked up in the head in the first place and they came into this so is the red is it worth it to disseminate this knowledge with the idea with the understanding that there's going to be some guys who are going to lose their shit right don't eat pain yeah, there's nothing I can really do. I'm, I can't be responsible so, for that. All I can do is give you the truth. That's number one. Now, the number two is this is then to get back to more to Cappy's point is these guys get into this as sort of a grift or a hustle or maybe they get into it for like sincere reasons. They want to start, you know, a, a red pill channel or they want to be the next, you know, Cappy or whatever. And they create a persona for themselves and everybody else is doing pretty much the same thing. Only in the red pill, we do it a little bit differently, right? So if you're an online influencer, you're not you. You're the the character and the persona that you make for yourself online to the point where it's the what I call the Ziggy Stardust effect, right? You You believe the character your character your character's personality takes over your organic you know your who you really are your true your who you your real name and then your Rolo Tomasi name right and that character 
becomes a predominant personality to the point where you're all brand. And I think it was Ryan who said this is like when you're all brand, everything is content. Like if that's you and you're living that life and then suddenly it's almost like it's a pathology, right? Somebody says no. Somebody says, oh, you can't repeat the same successes that you have in your past or your child, that character that you've become is challenged by something else. How do you react to that? Some people react to it by offing themselves. Yeah. I was going to well, say, Rolo, that's the example of some people are cypher. They have to be plugged back into the matrix. But mm-hmm. as Paul, you point, you cannot. Once you see the red pill, you can't. The only way out is by ending your life. And Ooh, so it, 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 it's right. there are going to be some weak people that cannot handle that truth. Is that's that because their identity like, is actually so, fixed and static or is identity actually fluid? They're creating yeah. it for themselves, though. They're, and I shouldn't say, yeah. no, it's not It's not fluid. You know how I know? Because the people who do that for themselves, particularly mm-hmm. now, it's never been easier to do this, they're reinforced by their followers. They're reinforced by their fans. The likes, yeah. the no, subs, that subs are life, right? That's lifeblood of, a, of, a, of an influencer. So how many subs do you have? Three million? Oh, well, you're, you are a more significant personality than a guy who's only got one million. You must be right. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's nothing but likes, it's comments, it's like engagement. And it's that narcissistic is what fantasy. Rebuilt, yeah, exactly. And that's what builds your per, your online persona and reinforces that. So it's kind of like this sick kind of like feedback loop. So what do your fans want that's going to get you more likes? I have to become more extreme. I got to do this. I got to okay. do these things. I got to get into. I got to pivot to this particular topic so I can give the so, fans, give them what they want. Jazz real hands. quick, just for oh, the audience, as far as I will, the, uh, hold, real quick, I will be going over super chats. So for those yeah. of you who have donated, yeah. we'll be going through those later. So as far as the delusion, or you know, is it better for some people to not take the red pill, so to speak, to stay, remain in delusion? My argument there is that they, you know, is it more dangerous for them? Well, they're already in danger. You know, they're already in danger when you're in in delusion, and your identity is wrapped up in that delusion. The danger is that something happens to blow that dilution up and now your whole identity breaks to pieces. Mm -hmm. And so like the guy who's blue pilled, who's in that marriage, whose wife doesn't want to have sex with him and he's, you know, they're doing it for the kids and all this stuff. And he has this whole paradigm. If he just works harder, then everything will be fine. When that chick finally says, you know what? I, I feel nothing. I haven't felt anything for years. And, you know, because of course she's, 37 and she's had her kids and they're old enough and she can take half his shit he, you know decides to pull that plug and, and t- do that divorce and he didn't understand female nature he didn't understand any of this stuff he's going to have that situation blow up in his face and now his whole identity and everything about the world is still is, is is exploded he's at risk now of if he was going to self-select because he took the red pill he's definitely going to self-select when his delusions get blown up or if they do. So really you're just kind of banking on him, not having his delusions explode too badly before he finally dies of natural causes. I don't know, man, lot the lottery and chance isn't a good insurance policy. If you ask me. So I would say that, you know, no having the truth and then having to get, mentally healthy and comfortable with the truth is always a better answer than delusion. And I think that's why we really need to focus on the inner game aspect, things like, and and the mental models that you have in your head about yourself, things like gratitude, you know, and being able to have a gratitude practice, you know, finding your self-worth and value, even if you are kind of a loser, 
what is my self-worth and value right now? And how can I boost that up? Having emotional balance, you know, and, um, you know, and, and getting rid of trauma too. Like these are really important things because a guy who's learning the truth about how things are, if they don't have gratitude for at least the little bit that they do have and where they're at, they can't find their self-worth or value. They're not emotionally balanced. You know what I mean? Then they're, they're, they're going to have, that's the guy that's at risk, but that I would argue that that guy's at risk, whether he's in delusion or whether he's taking the red pill, I think he's at risk either way. So I think that working on that inner aspect of yourself for a lot of these guys is, is kind of a key. Yeah. Let's make this the kind of final uh, segment of this uh, episode, and that is kind of takeaways and advice you give to men when they take the red pill or if they're in the red pill community. And not, not just general advice of don't commit suicide and here's your, your resources, but any, any advice when it comes to using the red pill, taking the red pill, men within the community to make sure that you're not part of this sub-segment of group that have a higher risk. I could start with this one easy. Yeah, please. Not your fucking dad, and I'm not here to help you. Nobody's here to help you. Do it yourself. If you mm. want it, you'll get it. If you don't, you don't. But it's don't think that you're teaching your ex-wife a lesson by sucking a shotgun in front of her and the kids to teach her the, this is why divorce is bad, because she will just use you for clout. Mm-hmm. Don't think some online yep. talking head like us is here to save you, because none of She's us know who you are. For you. We'll pass for you. We'll pass you in the street. We have no idea who you are. We're not your dad. Jordan Peterson's not your dad. How many examples of big tough guys in history that make Tate's not your dad? Tate wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire right now. He just wants money. He would laugh at your depression. None of us are any different. So you just have to, and that's like the hard thing to accept. And you don't have to because it's your choice. Either get a Michael Jordan poster for your wall or go figure some stuff out. It doesn't have to be from us. It doesn't have to be the red pill. Heck, if you find that putting on a dress and drinking a Bud Light gives you that perfect serenity, fill your boots. (laughs) But like, that's it. It's just make a decision. (laughs) Say what you will about the guys that are becoming heroes. At least they're making a decision. Just Jack, you got any recommendations? I do. For the younger, you know, for the for the twelve to fifteen year olds you represent. (laughs) Jesus. God damn it. <laughs> Recommendations. Ryan's right. Most of us are here because something happened and we wanted to figure out what and we wanted to change it. We weren't happy with something. We wanted to be happy with something. I posted a link in the chat and Ryan's going to love it because that is one of his earlier posts. Oh boy. It's called What oh. If TRP Is Wrong? And it really goes through what TRP was all about, which was nothing more than men swapping notes, which is kind of the advice where if you are dealing with something, talk to people or at least go try and find people who've been through the same you've been going through and got out of it and got out of it better. Of course, here's the standard advice. Eat better. Go lift. We all know that. But there's a lot of... Well, therapy as well. Uh, Cappy put on some links to uh, good male therapists. But also apply all these things. Because at a certain point, what have you got to lose? If when you're in the situation where you already want to off yourself, what better choice do you have than apply certain things that are being presented to you to figure out if it gets better? And nine times out of ten... It is getting better, but 
you need to here? apply some changes. What happened where? Oh, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so, oh, he, yeah. He, he, oh, he so, yeah, that's kind of the FBI, the CIA finally took him. Yep. No, so I, I will add to the advice side of it, which is um, if you are in this position or if one of your friends are or somebody you know, the quickest way out is to find a way to be to be valuable. Find some value. You might feel bad still. There might be a ton of things to work on. Mm-hmm. But if you can find your value... And that's like if you're feeling like that despair and like you want to off yourself, literally, even if it's volunteering someplace, I know it sounds ridiculous, but if you can find value and then find gratitude for where you're at, you know, even though, you you know, for the things you do have, that's going to keep you from, you know, squeezing a trigger. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the beginning. That's a start for men, I believe, is to really just find that value. So, you know, in the process of finding that value, now you can do some inner game work. Now you can t- start to, you know, section off areas of your life and start making improvements, start doing, you know, more reading and development into, let's say, red pill. You know, if, if, if uh, intersexual dynamics was the problem or issue for you, uh, all of those developmental things are good, but you, you got to find your value immediately to somebody. And that's once you once you can embrace that value, you just even if you feel like bad, you're not going to make that final decision, you know? Well, first, try to figure out what value you are to yourself. I mean, the man is the mirror is the only one who will wipe your ass. And the best thing you can do is treat him right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fitch, uh, you got something? Yeah, no one fucking cares. No one cares about you. <laughs> no one cares. All right. <laughs> if you don't care about yourself, no one else is going to do shit about it. You're going to have to make some decisions and move. Do something. You can't. You can't just wait around and hope somebody somebody loves you and somebody gives you compassion and somebody's there for you. You know, um, like find something that makes you valuable. But like, don't looking. Don't be looking for other people to to tell you you're valuable. Like it has to be internal validation. You have to live a life of internal validation. Everything that you do needs to come from inside yourself. You do it because it makes you happy. Like it's not because of the car you drive, the, your fucking khakis, or your hairstyle, or your thousand dollar glasses. You are not. I don't give idea. a shit about any of those things. Right? Our, you're gonna have different values for different things. I, I value my my children, spending time with my children. Like I, I don't want a Ferrari. I don't care if I had the money for a Ferrari, I would use that money for something else because I don't give a shit. I don't like sitting low. I'm a big guy. I don't want to sit down low. Like a what what about a park. Camaro? Rolo, any advice? You can uh, stuck low on that Camaro. Like. I like trucks, man. I like big trucks. I like big things. I like sitting up high. So, yeah, but, but that's me. You know, that's my internal validation. Do you. Do whatever you want to do, guys. People can do whatever they want to do. But, like, no one gives a shit. No one cares. It's on you. And, and I think that's where a lot of this suicide stuff comes from is because you want somebody to care. You want mommy or daddy or somebody to pat you on the head and give you a hug and care. Why? You need to care for yourself. You need internal validation. You need to not need other people to care what you're doing. Outstanding. Rolo, got anything? Sure, I do. Stop caring. Uh, (laughs) I think that uh, a lot of guys need to decide for themselves who they want to be. That's that's really what it comes down to is you get to make you get to decide. Guess what, guys? You get to decide who you want to be. You do it all the time. 
you're you create personalities for yourself online. There's half the damn chat thinks there's somebody else. They want to talk shit to you. And then when they see you in real life, they clam up. Right. So you're somebody else online right now. Guess what you did? You made a choice to be that person. Why don't you choose to be a fucking better person? Why don't you choose to like be competitive? Why don't you choose to like say, you know what? I've got this great information. I don't think that the red pill is a net negative. I think it's a net positive. But there are people who don't see the potential in that red pill paradigm, right? They don't see the the creative potential. It's like, okay, even when I talk to a guy like uh, a guy as old as like Robert Kiyosaki, who has a lot of money, don't get me wrong, but Robert Kiyosaki could have been an Anthony Bourdain. Except for he got my book. I'm not saying oh, I saved his life or whatever. He got my book. He got he was more curious about that. And he's like, you know, fuck it. What, what have I been doing? Right. He gets down on himself because, he, you know, at 76 years old, he's like, I was a fat beta chump for the longest time. And now I want to fucking live life again. That's because he can. And rather than offing himself, he's decided to recreate himself. Anytime you are faced with being zeroed out, the choice should always be recreate yourself, rebuild yourself. You can do something that is more and better now. And guess what? You have accurate information upon which to base that new reality and that new personality and that new life on. That's the good fucking news. If I had gotten to Anthony Bourdain before he put that fucking noose around his neck, this is exactly what I would have told him. You have accurate information now. What are you going to do with it? The red pill is not it does not exist. So you will hate women. It exists so you won't hate them for what they can never be to you. It also exists so you won't hate yourself for what you can't be right for what you for what isn't possible because of your bullshit blue pill conditioning. But guess what? Here's the here's the kicker. The good news is the gospel. <laughs> the good news is that you have accurate information now and you know how to use it. Now, it's up to you. I'm not I don't give prescriptions. And the reason I don't give prescriptions is because the red pill is not one size fits all. Okay, so you have to go and use that information and those tools and that equipment to build yourself a better life. I don't care about accolades. I don't care about achievements. I don't care about people quoting me or misquoting me. What I care about is when people send me uh, testimonials or they'll send me a handwritten note or whatever else. That to me is more valuable than trophies on my shelf because it proves that what I go and I put out there and the information and the education I put out there is equipping guys to build better lives. And here's the work. Here's what I've built as a result of your book or you're helping me with the red pills, you know, the whole thing has been helping me because it's not a fucking ideology. It's not a movement. It's not a freaking, you know, cult. It's not a church. It's not any of that bullshit. It's not an ideology. It is a set of information and education with which you can build yourself a much better life. And if you know that, you're not going to be as depressed because you can see the potential even when you get zeroed out. So when you ha- when you're at that that low low point, yeah, look for people who are going to sort of build you up and help you out and everything. But I think the, the the key is understanding that you have information now that you didn't have before and you could build a better life and you can build a new personality as a result of that. And all you have to do is change your mind about yourself. That's all you got to do and get your fat ass in the gym. I'm missing oh. the twister sister reference. Yes. Yeah. What do you want to do, do with, with your, your life? life? Right. And it, I, I think that a lot I of guys. I watched one crazy summer the other night. 
And I, <laughs> I think that I think that when when guys get when they can wrap their heads around that, you don't need me to give you a prescription because you'll know what to do with it when you figure it out for yourself. Only I don't get to build your life. You do. And that's the fucking good news. Thank God. I don't want Tomasi people. I don't want people to say I'm a Peterson man. Or I'm a Tomasi man. I'm going to hey, tell me how to live about it. Tell me how to live, Mr. Tomasi. No, I'm God forbid. I'm the guy that tells you how to go live your life. Go and do it yourself with accurate information. That's all you have to do. Thor, you're the uh, wisest. That's why I kind of held off here. So yeah. no, you are. I, I because you yeah. you have a, a very I, I defer. Life I and actually defer. Yes, the Thor is the wisest. Given to Thor. <laughs> These guys all said Ferris. A bunch of shit. He knows how to apply it. <laughs> These guys all said really, really good stuff, and it's excellent advice on on this topic. The one thing I would add is uh, definitely identity is such a big deal here that you get locked into it and don't let yourself get locked into it. Your identity needs to be much more fluid than uh, these externalities that are affecting your identity so much that you're willing to take yourself out of the picture. You know, what is it about your identity that uh, would want you to, to leave this planet and take all your value with you? You know, uh, I think that John said you want to be able to self-validate and so my advice would be to, you know, constantly be looking at your identity and make, make it a part of yourself, not what you do as a job, not the people that you're associated with. They can all be contributors, but they're not your core identity. Be in a constant state of reinventing your identity. That's what I would say. That's good advice. Cool. Um, I would say I'll, I'll throw my two cents in here. We got Ryan back, thankfully. Um, don't live a lie. <laughs> made it. All right. Don't don't get mired in the red pill. And that's your new identity. Move on. Go and redevelop. Become right. someone new. Do not listen to the liars and do not be a liar yourself. Like all you posers on the Internet. Like I don't do the, the smack talk or the beefs, but there are so many fake posers that are kind of like skinny fat and are alcoholics. So I won't mention who. And they, they're always getting laid and their body notch count is in the thousands for the love of God. You're the ones that are going to be looking at a bullet in your mouth. So please, please go get a real life. Get a real job. I'll be uh, here. I'll be here when right. you get to that point, too, by the way. Right. We'll all be here with our own lives and all you that. Know, you call me names all day long. You know what? You get to that point, y'all still be here for you. Yeah. For, no for worship all you time, out there, guys. yeah, you're, you're living a lie. And I then uh, how much you hate me, I will be here for you. Down below, I've provided some resources, including Paul's Apex Mindset, a link to Terrence Pop's YouTube channel, please, redonkulous.com, histherapist.com, and then the course that I offer is called The Dad You Never Had. That's available on Teachable in case you didn't have a father, which obviously many of these problems come from. Ryan, what do you recommend uh, for people to avoid depression and suicide with the red pill? Or did we get you already? Did we do you first? I'm sorry, we did you first. Never mind. I apologize. So long you forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, where have you been, man? Hey, what's going on? Hey, just going hiking and uh, playing in the dirt. Ryan's advice is criminals. Fuck you. (laughs) Send Jack Jack Black Widow Black Widows in in uh, in ceramic. Uh, Let's go. Here's Cappy's advice. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's go through and tell every yeah, Jack, show him the you're gonna give me a scorpion. Nice. Oh, okay, you're like my little nieces. I want a scorpion. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it in the Camaro. Okay, let me I'll Keep go to the don't, resin. Don't listen I'll make to that home. song, Rolo. Go, I send it into private chat. Trigger fingers are cool band. 
All right. All right. Uh, let's go through what everybody's got. Uh, Red Pill, go ahead. Tell people where they could find you. And then we will be doing Super Chats. You gentlemen are obviously uh, uh, welcome to stick around after. Yeah, I'll stick around for it. Thor, go ahead. Yeah, you guys can find me over at uh, becomedurable.com. And in about an hour, we're going to do the Dragon Ship. We're going to have some fun. And we're going to talk about emotional availability and other feel-good words for girls. So come join us is Glenn going to be on? Glenn is going to be there. We're okay, going to I'm have pro fun. Glenn Lawrence. Yeah, shout <laughs> out to Glenn Lawrence. Okay, Jack. Uh, so, okay, I put a link to my channel in the chat. I am 100 people away from 3,000. Also, oh, I narrated some books for Troy, which you can get today, and I put the link to that in the chat as well. And that's it yeah. for me. Fitch. You're muted, uh, myself, bitch. Sorry. Um, yeah, practical self-defense course is available. Um, don't be a pussy. Don't get beat up. Get some yeah. confidence. If Fine. you need to figure out what steps to take, you know, nutrition, working out, self-defense, learn how to master violence, take my course. Don't be a victim. I'm here to help. Cool. Rolo, do you do anything? Have you like done any projects or worked on any books or anything? Oh, do you do anything? I'm not working on <laughs> Jesus Christ. I man, let me tell you something. Who are you? Any hey, chance. You know, I you? I tell you, you know, as funny as I when I started doing the the Access Vegas thing, I was like, okay, I'm gonna see how this how this works out. I gotta spend less time in Florida, more time in Vegas, right? And I'm like, eh, maybe I won't be as busy. Mm, no, I'm like three times as busy as I was before. Um I've got lots of projects coming up. I am working on a class, my first class actually. Um, which I'm shooting at Sticky Paws down in uh, uh, Vegas because I want my first class video to look like a master class video. So I'm actually trying to put a little bit of money and time and effort and energy into it. Um, so um, that's coming up. Uh, my show tomorrow, by the way, is was inspired by uh, Thursday night's debacle with uh, the uh, with the the loudmouth girl that's on there. Um, you guys remember a book called If I Ran the Zoo? <laughs> no, no. That sounds fun. It's a kid's, it's a, kid's uh, a, a, a children's book is If I Ran the Zoo. I can't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Well, if, if I Ran the World by Women, that's basically what I'm going to – tomorrow's topic is going to be that. So, uh, but, but go go look up uh, If I Ran the Zoo on, uh, on Amazon or something like that. Are we living through that now? <laughs> cool. Um, so uh, me do that's tomorrow's uh, topic because uh, I had saw some people in the chat asking about that. Um, and then I am in Vegas every single week up until like I think the first or second week of May. So I either I'm there doing projects or I am doing I will do um, my midweek show this week will be from there. If you're in my Patreon group, by the way, and you're watching this uh, Monday, uh, Monday is the day. So we're going to be doing that. At, if you're not part of my Patreon group, why aren't you? Um, it's a zoom call that we do, uh, every month it's a monthly. And, um, I think we've got like 10 or 15 guys. I, t I cap it at 25 and, um, and we, we talk some good shit. So I'm doing that. I'm also working with Mike Sartain and his men of action, um, group, which is more hands-on it's that's the practice. I'm the theory. That's the practice. It's the only group I endorse. It's MOA men of action. Uh, if you want the link, I'll give it to you later. You can find it in any of my videos. It's on like the first, the first two, two links. Um, and then um, I'm working on two books right now, actually. One is, 
One is the uh, the book of maxims, which is coming along nicely, but that's the easy book. Um, I've got another I've got another book sort of in the wings right now that I'm 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 contemplating. And on top of all that, I have a new Substack. Thanks to Ryan kicking me in the ass to go and get my Substack started. So I'm also on go, Ryan. So you can check it out there. And if you want to call me a son of a bitch, you can always get me on. Good. Paul, speaking of sons of bitches, sons of bitches. All right. Go to uh, Jack ended up putting up the link. I don't know if you want to do it again, but go to Apex Inner Game where I dropped a new video on something called neural behavioral conditioning. This will help you sort of understand how to help yourself and your mindset and some of those things. So you don't end up uh, self-selecting as we've been talking about this uh, entire video. So if you just can run over there, maybe take a look at the video. It's about nine minutes. You'll enjoy it and hit, give me a subscribe. That would be nice. Um, That way I can get that channel kind of up and running. Um, I am doing a 60 day inner game camp for guys for about, you know, I'm capping at about 15 guys. I'm already halfway there. So if you go to that video, the links in the description uh, to do a, you know, kind of a free initial, uh, consults or talk with me to see if you're a good fit. And so the guys who really want to, um, you know, just be kind of better and transform that identity and maybe accomplish some things you haven't been able to accomplish yet in the next 60 days, you know, um, starting like in a week or so, um, click that link, you know, we can get, we can, we can get started doing that. Cool. And that's about it. Ryan. Just come check out the channel, man. I'm getting started on book three. So that'll be kind of fun. Now that Rolo's like, oh, I'm going to do books nine and 10. Fuck you, man. <laughs> no, honestly, it's just, Six and seven. I, I just have a full <laughs> workload. So it's great. I got the sub stack. You come on there every Tuesday. We got something else. You guys can actually, it's like when you watch a comedian play live and then six months later, you watch the Netflix special. It's like the book version of that. There's the main channel where I got my podcast, Red Morning, which is nine o'clock before this one. It's the lead in show. We warm up the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the mids watches still going strong on. I usually put those around Thursday around midnight for those got another 60 episodes to go on those ones. And then beyond that, it's like the digital Ryan channel for once you've already made it, once you're casual, you just don't want to, you don't want to watch stupid, you know, uh, culture war, Bud Light nonsense or kids arguing about, you know, which gender and which hair color is right. And Hey, you know, take my wife, please. None of that shit. You can come and watch us just kind of goof around. And then that's about it. And that's going to be it for this foreseeable future. Will we get cool Hawaiian shirts? Oh, spring is out. It's like 90 degrees here today. Brought them out. It's going to be awesome. Nice. Uh, All right. Uh, Well, thank you for everybody tuning in. Uh, We'll go ahead and do the super chats if you guys want to stick around. Otherwise, glad to have you guys if you were here. But let's go through. Got a handful here. I always appreciate it. Uh, Dr. Paradox for $20. I started, guys. Look at me not being a boomer. I starred the super chats. Nice so job. Good job. Yeah. Look at I can't, I don't know how to make you guys blue wrenches, but mm. I can start the super chat. <laughs> Dr. Paradox for 20 bucks. Analyzing why vets are more likely to commit suicide is a great place to start when approaching suicide in larger or neighboring groups. For example, exposure to trauma and complexity, difficulty reintegrating into society. Mm. And Matt Scrogan's 15 bucks had a really rough a week. Thanks for doing this, guys. No problem, Matt. Glad we're glad you're here. Anytime. Tuning in. Uh, Guardian Knight, 20 generous dollars. How come humans have a discovery channel of most species behaviors and instincts, but not of man and woman or individual characteristics? Because that would be, uh, there'd be so much reing from yes. the female gen. Yeah, they're, they're, it's not, 
Like, didn't they do, um, wasn't it Survivor and they had a woman island and a man island mm -hmm. and they immediately had to start infiltrating men into that because the women couldn't support Oh, yeah, girls were starving. In. Yeah, they were starving. <laughs> it yeah. It's so, it's the same thing. Like, have you guys ever seen, you'll go, you go out hiking or maybe you don't, but there'll be a sign, don't feed the raccoons, don't feed the wildlife, but we give humans welfare and we wonder why there's overpopulation and they can't support themselves. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, that's, it's. It's the same thing. We can't say what the, the, we are. We are not animals. We are totally different. And uh, women are equal to men. And there's no genetic differences whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> did you know Med 220? Hakimi mm. bless leaving all assets in mom's name. Is that the soccer player? Yeah, I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. Don't worry. You can stop sending me that fucking story in my DMs. It's just like, <laughs> I mean, it's like a laundry list of the same freaking links. I got it. I'll touch on it. Thank you. It, is it true, though? Did he actually leave the money to his mother? Yeah, it is, actually. Good. I, here's the thing is like I don't think that's the win you guys think it is like ha he figured it out he, he prepared ahead he gave it to his mom like yeah probably because he's like very tight with his mom and then that's probably a cultural thing not because he was like I wonder if this bitch is gonna screw me over <laughs> well it's still good it stayed within the family yeah, it's good yeah, yeah. Okay, good a plus but I don't think it was like the fourth the foresight foresight or forethought that everybody wants to make it out to be I've been talking to uh, people very highly successful where it's like yeah guys you got to move on to trust and that's another thing down the road no seriously trust well, like, i've been hearing I, about it yeah 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 it's it's kind of yes. we're at that age and people are like especially the young men who follow our advice and all of a sudden it's, like, it's, um, i got a quarter million dollars in assets what do i do it's like well you better you might want to think about a trust or something you do oh, yeah well, they, it's that's like uh it's i i think that the funny thing they're either too happy or too pissed off about it right like so it's like they think that you know one of us you know <laughs> whenever something like that hey he got that bitch see she thought she could get his money but she can't <laughs> they wish they could do they're living vicariously through a soccer player who makes like more money than they'll ever see in their lifetime well, I'm still happy for the mom and the kid. Yeah, yeah, uh, Dr. Dr. Paradox, 50 generous dollars. Again, the opposite is equally as true. Constantly beat men down while also never lifting them back up. For example, how many of us are thanking these men for their efforts? Thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, no problem, Dr. Paradox. We're I, I don't know about you guys, but I got here because I said, fuck society. and I'm pissed off and I'm going to give the finger to everyone as I go down. And, and apparently there was it resonated with an audience. I hated traffic, so whatever. <laughs> you want to thank me, or you want to thank me, or anybody on this panel? Tell us what you've done with it. Show us what you. Yeah, do. You really yeah. that would be nice. Really, I I love it. Like oh, so the real receipts right there. Nonstop Dre, uh, Cappy knows him as well. He hit me up a while back. He's like, just from by watching your videos, I lost twenty pounds. I'm like, yes, good. Awesome. This is great. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, warrior race for ten dollars. I think what would have help is taking a break from electronics or at least limit use. Men, stop filling your cup with negativity. Yes. Men need to stop making women the measurement of their happiness. The menu, all true. Like I don't watch the news, yeah. and I yeah. like you know. If, aside for, and when I retire, I'm getting a flip phone, and I'm never doing social media yeah, ever yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Fraser Clary is gonna be awesome. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going to get a cane. I'm going to visit I'm get... Crazy Cleary and uh, just do little YouTube videos. You'll have your beard out. And you'll just be yeah. yelling at the Rocking sky. chair. I'm going to have a yard <laughs> that's just going to have a sign that says stay off with the intent of attracting kids to get on my yard so I can yell, get off my yard, and put one in the chamber for the shotgun. <laughs> he'll have a beard Jesus. like Hammerhand. Rusty <laughs> Fuel, 10 bucks. You have to believe you can achieve success or it's off the off to the black pill. 
You need grit. Yeah, absolutely. And then watch them John Wayne movies. Ten (laughs) dollars. What should happen to all the weak and unattractive men? I don't know. Whatever happens, I I don't care about them. They made their choice. Not into men, so I don't care. They live a better life. That's what they should do. Should yeah, they got to find their value, man. It goes back to what we said. Tell me how to live, please. They should stop being weak. Do you want me to say they should all just go die in like some mass? No, no, no. I don't. Well, I mean, see, but, but that's I, what this is pointing out. Rolo, you have no idea how tempted I am because it is a called for argument where it's like, if you're not going to get off your ass and go do something with this life you were given, then why not other conclusion, which I can't say, but it yeah. is an important philosophical question. Like, well, there's no gratitude so in bad, that. If this there's is so-, so bad, then why are you here? There's so many guys out there who are dead right now who would love to be alive living your miserable ass life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's guys that, you know, are fighting to stay alive right now. Right. Fighting to stay alive or caught a bullet or caught a disease. And, you know, they're not alive anymore before they are able to try to realize some things they would kill to have your miserable ass life with all your Mm -hmm. problems. And this is where the lack of gratitude is a huge thing. You got to find your value, but you have to have gratitude for where you're at, man. And so if you're a weak and unattractive mind, just our guy, just have gratitude for the fact that you got four limbs and the fact that you're breathing and start there and start figuring out how to make yourself more resilient or maybe a little bit more attractive or whatever. You know, it's such a narcissistic delusion really to go, well, if I'm not the Chad, then I don't want to play. You know what I mean? Well, there's, there's, I will, I will (laughs) throw some shade because it's a constructive criticism, but Mm. I absolutely listen to everything. um, Thinking ape says, but the one criticism I have him is his, his fatest, which is what I'd call defeatist where, Oh, my genetics made me every, I can't do anything. Boo hoo hoo. And so I think there's a little that's weak. That that yeah. is also unattractive. It's like stop doing that. Yeah. And, then, stop and in the next breath, it's like, oh, those red pill guys, that evolutionary psychology is so deterministic. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I would also I would also argue this. I don't know if you guys saw the um the various videos and Twitter grams going around about the black Chicago leaders of the neighborhood where Walmart's closing the the things and they're just like oh my god they're closing down we're just victims of the corporations like when are you gonna stop being a bunch of whiny insufferable weak ass bitches and take your agency in life into your own hand and go do like like that how how fun is that well how what a pissing away of life and so my solution, stop being weak and unattractive. Go live a life for Don't God's sake. You bring up yeah. something interesting, and I was, I was hoping I could get this in, but for a while now, there's this sentiment in the Netherlands. There's a couple of news articles that's been coming out where um, the, um, the Zoomers mm-hmm. are very reluctant and they're not even motivated to get like a stable job, like working, uh, what is it, like 32 to 40 hours a week. They don't want contract work because the sentiment is, I'm not going to go, oh, sorry, I'm not going to own a home anyway, so why should I try? Right. And there was something I read today of like, and they tried to be catchy, that it was Romo instead of FOMO. It was a relief of missing missing out because I'd rather stay home and do nothing. So mm-hmm. the overall sentiment right now is already give up. Well, I'm sorry about you, but I see an opportunity there because mm-hmm. if everybody wants to give up, 
then what is there for people who wages are up? high, at least in the United and States? Like, the guys that give up, what are high. they? Who, who's paying for them to give up? They're not giving you know up. I mean? They just want to complain. That's all they want yeah. to do. They just want to be heard. Who's paying for it, though? Right? I, 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 guys that really do that and have somebody else paying their bills anyway. No, I would argue the question, why are you alive then? I mean, seriously, if that's it, you're just going to stay at home and play video games. That's going to be your existence for the next 65 years. Exactly. So I mean, imagine the bar is so low. If you just put in a little bit of effort. I mean, this was even Ryan helped me out. When did um, that's a little effort. I can help you out. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Wow. That's pretty low effort. Uh, but what, what was it? Was that Uncle Vast who said, like, oh, yeah. this is what it takes to be in the, the top 20% of earners, like, compared to other guys, that it wasn't even that much? And this is oh, what no. it takes to be in the top 20% of, like, looks-wise, <laughs> since the average is obese? Yeah, it's like a 42-inch waistline, mm-hmm. making over 30000 a year. It's like, I think everybody has this skewed <laughs> vision of what success actually is, like, six Hey-ya! figures. <laughs> saying i make fifty six thousand a year isn't catchy but it gets you in the top 20 percent. so fucking yeah. relaxed <laughs> i mean all right that's all these days. it hasn't there. been easier that it? that's it that's yeah. all we got i'm not as popular as you rollo i don't get no hundred dollar don what's your live views get up to on that what's my live views i don't know we're up to like 750 i was gonna say last i looked it's about 700 750. Really good. that's pretty good for me yeah it's an old man like you <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys later. We're going to end it. Toodles. <laughs> see ya.